Hey, welcome to Old Ass Movie Reviews. I'm Scott, that's Dave, and this week's review on September 8, 2021, is the animated feature Heavy Metal, featuring one of the greatest soundtracks ever, I must oh, say. Sammy um, Hagar. Yes. Stick around for our uh, our take no. on, on the 80s film, Heavy Metal. Um, but first, Dave and I started having a discussion before we even started, and it turned into a comic book podcast real quick. We were talking about <laughs> villains that we agree with, and Dave, you were talking about Magneto. And I've always seen Magneto personally as a good guy yeah. who's who just had a different... He wanted the same thing as Professor X. Yeah. He just had a different way of doing it. Um, like, yeah, fuck the humans. He, he's really a sympathetic guy. And if you look at it from Magneto's point of view, in my opinion, mm -hmm. I'd be one of those humans that looked at Magneto and went, you're right. We need to thin this herd. Come on. Yeah. Uh, it's evil to sound. I mean, to just say it, it sounds evil. But the people that Magneto goes after, not just in the comics, but in uh, the movies, mm -hmm. he's never, I don't ever remember him going after uh, families. You know, I don't ever remember him just going in, <clears throat> into a city and saying, I'm going to lay waste to the city and just wipe everybody out. He was going after governments. He was going after the, the, uh, the guys um, that were behind the scenes, mm -hmm. you know, the KGB type guys, the CIA type guys. And then he was going to thin the herd a little bit more. Striker, yeah, those kind of guys. Um, and he was trying to get all the all the mutants that are always being attacked mm -hmm. to say, "Look, you guys got to fight back." You know, I he because he's old enough to have gone through even in the comic books World War II. He went to concentration camps. He knows yeah. what evil is. Yes, he does. And that, you know, let, let, let's stop at that just a second. I'll, I'll okay. let you continue. But I just wanted to say, you know, because I, I saw that in the comics, the movies have touched on his time um, as a child in the concentration mm -hmm. camps. Um, and that obviously shaped who um, yeah. Magneto became. I mean, to see his parents mm -hmm. killed, his family mm -hmm. killed for something so fucking stupid as somebody was Jewish, something they can't help. They're born that way. And it's. Yeah. It's uh, he saw pure evil at an early age, and he yeah. vowed to never let that happen again. I get it. Yeah, I'll let you continue. <laughs> no, I I can't understand how in real life there some of those people that came out didn't just, and I'm sure some of them did. I'm sure some of them went out hunting some Nazis. You know, yeah. I'm sure some of them really, literally went out to go get some of those guys. Um, there is a show but, on Amazon. I think it's called Hunters. Uh huh. And it's about that. It's a oh, is that the one with Pacino? Pacino? Okay. Yeah, you know, I could not get into it. No. Um, I, I watched, I think, two episodes, and I left it. Um, really? Maybe okay. it got better. Maybe I was missing something. I just wasn't feeling I'll it. Check it out. But it was that. That was the premise. Um, oh, okay. I think I'll they check were, I like Pacino. Yeah. Oh, I always like Pacino. Um, that man can um, do no wrong. I don't. He but, can do a commercial, and I'll watch it. But as far as <laughs> villains that I would agree with and go, yeah, I see their point of view. I may not, you know, gotten hold somebody while you know they they get hurt but uh i i can see absolutely see magneto's point of view and you you sent me a meme this morning yes. about, about, ultron. <laughs> about ultron and you're yeah. like well, what what was it that the meme uh, ultron spends five minutes on the internet and determines humanity must die or whatever yeah. right? you know yeah, it's like it. yes yeah well, <laughs> something along know. those lines yeah. <laughs> i've seen what you guys do <laughs> you yes <know? laughs> and all and all
Oh shit. I lost some audio here. I don't yeah, remember five, where you were. Five minutes on the internet and he's just like, yeah, you know, yeah all the cat um, videos, all the cat videos in the world aren't gonna save you now. No, no, and you know, you and I talk <laughs> about that a lot. The, if 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 the, the Cylons were to come about, we would yeah. be there with them and the T six thousands or whatever. Yeah, it's like, um, no, I get it, I get you guys. <laughs> I get it because when every every show about AI, um, Ultron included, um, somebody developed something smart and to to help humanity and to to, to save the planet mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And every freaking time, the computer determines that humans are destroying themselves and everything and not worth living. Yeah. And I'm I'm just going to be very blunt here. Um, when here it comes. The, when the COVID-19 pandemic started a year and a half ago or so, and people were asked the bare minimum to put on a fucking mask or stay at home, and they rushed to buy mulch, freedom mulch, and their freedom paint, freedom because mulch. fuck you, it's America. Um, I, I'm, I'm with Ultron. Fuck you all. Go die. <laughs> so there it is. A little dark here on the podcast today, but I've had enough. I'm with Ultron. Mulch. <laughs> you didn't have a run on freedom mulch at your store. Yeah, yeah I forgot that's what you called it, freedom mulch. Yeah, freedom mulch. <laughs> okay, I'm done with that. <laughs> anyway. I've always said that uh, if uh, if I'm ever like picked up by aliens and they're like, you must fight and battle to the savior of your planet, and only oh. you will fight. I'd be like, no, nah, I'm good. What button do I push? Which which, which one's gonna? Just humanity, right? You're not killing the cats and dogs and yeah. you know, sheep and stuff out in the fields. You just, just humanity, right? You know, <laughs> so like, they just feel me standing there looking at me like, well, we've we've never had anybody not. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, you yeah. got to make this a little bit more personal for me. <laughs> that is not going to work. <laughs> That's too big of a thing for me to look it, at. It, it's like Thanos. <laughs> yeah. And what's, what's really cool when we, we talk about Thanos and the whole Marvel Universe um after the snap when all of a sudden everybody started coming back and it's right. really cool that um, on the shows they're touching with the problems that has caused for people all of a sudden five years later or how was it like five years or something like that yeah, five, five all years. of a sudden flood what are you going to do when 50 percent of your population returns not just that but that was an evil move on the avengers part yeah that was uncharacter and, and i know a lot of people are going to go well, why these people had been dead or gone or whatever they, whatever Thanos zapped them to for five years. Everybody in that universe was getting on with their life. They learned to accept and now it. now they some, had to start again. Some, yeah, some didn't accept it. Some people went out and had to go get remarried, maybe had kids. And suddenly yeah. you have a wife or a husband back. It's very cruel. It was very cruel. That was... That was as cruel, and I, I would actually dare say, even more so cruel than what Thanos did. I would agree. I would agree. Now we can argue the benefits of Thanos uh, wiping out fifty percent of the population, which is probably what this planet needs. <laughs> I mean, well, it wasn't just humans. It wasn't just sentient life forms. It was everything. It was everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. wait, you took half the trees too, asshole. You didn't fix anything, jackass, at that point. No, at that point, <laughs> no, at that point we're fine. You're fine. Yeah, I, yeah. Get, but I, I, I can wrap my head around that insane logic. I can't yeah. wrap my head around everything. 
Like right. half of everything. Well, you didn't fix anything then. You still have the same problem. You would. You would absolutely have the same problem. But I get where I get where he was coming from. Um, and I think um, at least in the movies, they tried really hard to make him sympathetic. And he wasn't sympathetic. No, no. Uh, is it James Brolin? Yeah, James Brolin. I think he, he did an he excellent job. Good. Yeah. Oh, he gave so much humanity to Thanos. <laughs> and he's as tall as me. I know. <laughs> He didn't look at the movie man. The guy looks like a giant. He's as tall as I am. It's like, seriously, James? Come on, my arms are as big as yours. Where'd you get all that muscle from? Don't you love it? Don't you love it? But so so we have Magneto um, and and Thanos and Ultron um, uh, of uh, villains that we agree with because they're not. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no. um, I don't know where I was going with it, but I just, I find it interesting because. I, I read a lot of X-Men in the 90s, and yeah. um, I, I really love the X-Men storylines and Magneto, and yeah. it's it's such a, a good character. Yeah, and it's, he's an awesome character, especially when they got into him. Yes, when you really get in and know him, you start to understand where he comes from, mm-hmm. and I think um, one of the things that was cool, and while it wasn't a great movie, uh, X-Men Apocalypse had some decent scenes, as, at least with magneto on how he had had yeah. started he had, he had got away from humanity wanted to just be left the fuck alone and then got pulled into that shit it was bad uh, writing to get how they pulled him back into it though it's like really like come on you're yeah you saw yeah. everything coming for him like a mile away like i agree nobody would mess with this guy i'm sorry everybody in that little whatever foreign land that he was in oh, yeah. would have left him alone. Nobody would have messed with that guy. Would you? Nobody would have. No, that's I what would I'm have saying. never tried. Okay. Exactly. No, Let's nobody would have popped in there. Yeah. Are you crazy? Yeah, nobody would have played with that guy's nothing. But um, beside that, there there is one guy that I would not agree with, that mm-hmm. I would not try and help at all. One villain. Who's that? Dark, dark side. Dark side is just totally freaking insane. I mean, Thanos, you can kind of reason with Thanos. You right. can work out a deal with Thanos. You can work out a deal with Magneto. You could probably, I would even venture to say, work out a deal with Ultron. Mm-hmm. He may still try and kill you, but by that point, you may have figured out a way it's, to kill It's going to be hard so, to work a deal with the computer because it's all binary. Yeah, <laughs> but, know, but, just, but I'm sure you yeah. could, because he was sentient still, though. Yeah. I mean, he could, yeah. yeah Probably works them out, but with Dark Side, he's always right. <laughs> I mean, there's he's always right. He, you know, he hates the new gods. He hates everything that has anything to do with them, and he's going after the the life equation or the mm-hmm. anti life equation, and that's that's it. You get in his way, you might as well just be dirt. And that's one guy that you know I don't, you're not making a deal with him, right? I don't think so. Yeah, and that that's that's what um. That's, that's a whole different kind of villain, and and, yeah. and I like that. Yeah. You, you see that, and then you have different writing that brings us sympathy to your villains, and some of them become kind of anti-heroes. If you look at Frank Castle, um, yeah, but I would Frank, never call Frank Castle a villain. No, I wouldn't call him a hero either. Um, I would, but he he represents a breakdown of uh, the police force mm-hmm. and the government's ability to take care of things. So if you've yeah. got the Punisher coming in, things have gotten bad. Um, yeah, yeah. If this guy shows up in your neighborhood, yeah, people aren't doing you're their not job. Looking out your window. Everything has failed. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, I, I am a huge Frank Castle fan. I love yeah. the Punisher. Um, 
he's one of my favorite characters, but man, yeah. talk about a tortured soul. But I wouldn't call him yeah. a villain. But yeah, he's never. more he's he's not a hero, but he's not not a villain. So he's they, kinda... they they call him an anti-hero, but I honestly think yeah. he's more of a hero than I would most say so. Of, most of the Marvel characters, only because he has a mission. He has yes. a mission, he knows what his mission is, and he knows who's guilty before he gets there. Yeah. He's like Did you Judge watch... Dredd. Did you watch the Netflix uh, Punisher series? No, no, I missed it. It's really, it's really good. Know, is it still on? I think so. I think Netflix I, retains all of that. I, I've heard but, that it was good, so I want to. Oh, it's really, it's really good. I felt it was very true to the the character, um, and I, I do believe John Barenthal is uh, reprising Frank Castle in the new Marvel right. movies and stuff. Oh, nice! They, br they brought Charlie Cox in as Daredevil, which was excellent as uh, okay, cool uh, Daredevil. Very so cool. It's, yes, it, it is. It is cool. Huh, on that. I like that. So, so there we go. We just talked about some villains that we like. Um, you and see anything good, good lately? And some good guys. And some good <laughs> yeah, guys. Yeah, and some good guys. Um, no, I uh, I start. You'll appreciate this. This is not superhero related at all. But I started <laughs> watching The Good Place. I started binging The Good oh, Place. Oh, I again. love The Good this Place. This will probably be about the fourth time I've gone through the entire oh series God. from start to finish. I've watched it once. I have such a hard time returning to something I've seen before. This, and I'm looking at this for characterization and writing. And I, dude, this is solid. This is, I may not have liked the way they wound up ending their series. Yeah. I understood it. I knew what was going on. I knew why they I wanted did it something way, different, but... but I wanted something a little different, but I haven't gotten through the whole series. I haven't got to that point again this time, but there are things that happen in the series that I forgot. People who show, re-show back up, uh, like when the one demon re-shows up and he's like, hey guys, what's going on? <laughs> Nobody knows who he is. It's, a, it's very funny. If you haven't seen the series, probably, probably in my opinion, the best American series in since probably twenty years. Easy. I would say I I don't know about that just because I can't think of I don't watch a lot of TV. Yeah. But for me, that yes, that is um, the good place. I highly recommend to all our listeners go yeah. check it out. It is fucking amazing. Kristen Bell, Ted Danson. Um, I can't think of the other actor's name, but Cheedy and yeah, the guy who plays Jason. Oh my God. And Janet. Fucking Janet is awesome. That girl, man, I want to see all these actors and actresses get bigger, better pieces. Now, see, here's real quick, then we'll go and, and start our start our show. Um <laughs> the guy who played uh Jason, mm -hmm. the, the Asian actor that had played Jason. That's the guy that I would have played Shang-Chi. Because he's very muscular, but he's thinner, and he looks more the part, in my opinion. Now, I've heard that this movie's actually turned out to be pretty good. Everybody's telling me it is fucking amazing. Supposedly, um, it made like 80 million or 90 million yeah, at the box I'm office. I'm hearing it's good. I'll watch it when it comes out. Yeah, that's kind of um, where I'm at. I'm like, I'm not going to spend money to go see this movie because the guy, to me, doesn't resemble the character. Okay. That's fair now, enough. That's, that's, you know, I know it's really kind of crappy sometimes, but that's how I am. You know, uh, we, we, we see things and we have it in our head of how it's supposed mm -hmm. to be. And when it's not that way, it's just kind of like, I, I mean, right. I completely get it. Right. So, but I have heard that they follow the basic story to the T. Remember I was telling wow. you, yes. you and that's his dad and they have their blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, I guess they kind of follow it pretty much to the letter. That's what I've heard. Now I have. I, I've been I told, 
yeah, I've been told by several people that it was just absolutely amazing. Um, yeah. I'm also hearing incredible things about Candyman. So the initial oh, reviews that I had seen on Candyman was just somebody possibly because I, I'm, I'm getting reviews from people I trust. Um, oh, okay. As far Good. as friends who have seen it, they've seen Shang Chi, they've seen Candyman. They yeah. are praising both of these movies as really good. good, and I hope that's true because I I love Candyman, and I do want to see Shang Chi. Um, right. I know nothing about the character, but the trailer it looks hey, pretty you're good. I love it. Because yeah. I don't I don't think you knew anything about Ant Man, right? I knew nothing about Ant Man. I loved Ant Man, and I did know a lot about Ant Man, and I still loved Ant Man. Okay. So Ant Man worked out really well. The humor um, is what makes Ant Man work, I think. Yeah, and the comic's not that funny. I mean, I don't know how it is now, but back in the day, right. it was it was okay. I mean, yeah. But well, you you got Paul Rudd was, who just just nails that character. <laughs> he's a good, yeah, he's a good actor. I like him. Yeah, but that's that's really all I got. I just we wanted to talk a little bit about supervillains that we agree with, yeah. um, antiheroes that we like, and just I I just threw in the. The, the Good Place, because it's such yeah. a good series. It really is a good series. I would put that up there in my in my top five American television series. Absolutely. Absolutely. Most definitely. That is a, such a great show. Um, there's there's not many shows that I've watched from beginning to right. end right. Um, and, and can praise them. Um, the Good Place is definitely one of them. Yeah, um, they, they held it. They, they held that line. Uh, what we do in the shadows is back on for those fan, oh, fans of yeah. the the series is back on on Hulu. They released two episodes last week. Um, it's I think we're on the third season now. It's to me it started off a little weak, had some pretty funny moments, but <laughs> right. um, if you like it, definitely check it out. It's on, and I've been watching uh, another Taika Waititi show called Reservation Dogs. And I, you know what? I, I saw the preview to that and I was just like, oh, it's not, oh, it's, here's the thing. I went into it thinking, cringy. Hey, yeah. I was thinking, Hey, Taika Waititi, crazy humor, funny. Right. No, it's a drama. It's a drama. Well, they made it look like a damn comedy. It's not. And that's just it. I, I hate when shows misrepresent yeah. themselves and it's like, Oh, what? Yeah, I'm getting a comedy. Cause because instantly, if you tell me Tyke is involved, I'm thinking comedy because the yeah. man's funny. Yeah. Uh, so this is, yes, it's humorous and it has his style of humor, but it's pulled back and it's more drama. And if you've seen Jojo Rabbit, for those of you who have, he really touches on the drama and the man can write good drama. Uh, so the show is good, but it's mm -hmm. not what I was expecting. So I'm like, right. ah, I'm six episodes in, I'll write it out and see where it goes. It's not right, right. bad. It's not sense. great, but it's... It's, it's, it's not, neat, and it it, will, it brings up something that we'll, we'll definitely cover in another podcast, is representation, okay. since it is all indigenous cast, for the most well, part. Well, yeah, it takes place on a reservation. Yeah, which is perfect, So right. and, and Taika himself in New Zealand is uh, native. Right. So um, so that's something, a further discussion, one that we yeah. can uh, talk no, forever. No, it's pretty cool. I, I like <laughs> the thought of picking up on, on stuff like that, threads. Yeah. Yeah, so it's uh that I think that will be cool. So anything else uh, before we get to our review? No, no, I, I, I like our little conversation this time. It's, I I think it's going to fit well, maybe not perfectly, but it's going to fit well because there is a villain in this movie. Yes, there is. He, he's he's a little ball. What are you going to do? Can't have the greatest uh, villains. I know. I know. <laughs> and, and I didn't even hear a thing you said because Siri 
decided to talk to me. But now when I say the name, it doesn't come up. But, oh, you say something and she responds. <laughs> it's some male British voice. I never changed it. It's alive. Ultron, Hello. is that you? <laughs> Hello. How are you today? All right. Without further ado, um, we will get on with heavy metal. Enjoy. Hey, welcome to Old Ass Movie Reviews, where we love movies so much, we actually record the reviews twice, but sometimes don't even hit the record button. Yeah, so that was a practice run of uh, this week's movie, Heavy Metal, 1981, animated flick, uh, very bizarre, lots of breast and great rock and roll music. Um, Dave, what's your thoughts? (laughs) Well, um, I was actually shocked that uh, Reitman, Ivan Reitman, had anything to do with this movie. Like, like I yeah. said uh, earlier, I, I thought that it was all Ralph Bakshi doing this. Right. I, I, I had no idea for years. Last night watching it was the first time that I realized Reitman had anything to do with it. Um, all the Second City players that came in and did voiceovers, John yeah. Candy, Eugene Levy. Um, Harold Ramis. Uh, Harold Ramis. These guys were just... They're legends now, but at the time mm-hmm. they were just just starting. They were just beginning, and Reitman went out and got all these guys to come in because he knew some of them, and the ones he didn't know, he knew friends of friends of friend, you know, kind of thing that, right. that you know they, they did. Um, one thing I didn't know was I thought this was all in house. I thought this was one company doing one right. thing, all in house for the studio. When Reitman had to go out. To different studios all around basically the world because nobody was doing animation except for Disney really at the time. I think Warner Brothers had cut it all off. Nobody was doing it. He went out to all these little uh, boutique animation studios and started hiring people to do like the snippets of the movies. Mm-hmm. And they were all over the world. So this these guys didn't know, like the B-17 guys didn't know what the Zaran guys were doing and or who the the very opening credit scene guy was doing. Nobody knew what they were doing. They didn't they didn't know how it was all going to fit together. So they all that's when they all got together. Like the writers were like, okay, how are we going to fit all this together? And they came up with the little green ball, the 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 Lodar Lardak, Lard Zardak, Yeah, and, and here, here's called. what I'm gonna gonna say about that. When I watch this is like this does not makes sense to me it's almost like right. an afterthought how do we yeah. make all this tie together and you were saying yeah. that's pretty much what it was <laughs> that seems like that's pretty much what they did like we got yeah. all these great little vignettes how do we make it coherent and that's what they came up with a stupid little green glowing ball that would <laughs> just disintegrate you if you touched it yeah had a sentience in it that was pure evil um that kind of thing and i, I thought that was you know could have been done better for sure absolutely for sure it could have been done better but uh i think they did did their best with what they had with what they could do yeah, um, i thought it worked it worked in a couple of stories like henry canyon um i yeah. really like like how that all played out um right that was really cool what's really really neat is in that story um it's 2030 2031 i saw that i saw that and it's like uh, we are not going to be at that spot in 11 years or 10 years. Um, <laughs> We're in that spot now. What are you talking about? No, but I mean, with some of the technology, the tech, the tech is not even going to get there, but it sure looked like a shithole. Hello. <laughs> we'll be there. <laughs> uh, and and you, if you look at New York 
in this movie, the reason that they wrote it to look like such a shithole was because it was a shithole at the time they did the movie. Yeah. You know, it was a horrible, it was not a great place to be hanging out um, compared to the, you know, other parts of the country. I guess if you were born and raised there, you were used to it. Um, but for the reason that, that, the story was written that way. I, that's I assume that that's what I figured. Oh, it's a crap hole now. It's going to always be like this and get worse. <laughs> uh, little did they know that you're going to have one good mayor in that you know 40 years. <laughs> the rest of the mayors all suck. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the the animation. I love the animation. I I love the way they did it. They they mixed a lot of the old tricks with the new some some of the new tricks at the time. The rotoscoping. Yeah, with the rotoscope, that's one of the things that really caught my attention is the beginning of the movie. Um, it reminded me of AHA, Take On Me, uh, with the music video. Right, right. And just seeing some of the ways they uh, they made camera movement. And I thought that was right. really cool because a lot of times, you don't when you're watching animation, I never realize this, you don't really see a camera move. You're watching, you're watching a scene. Oh. But it was very telling when uh, yeah. the astronaut was walking up the steps to the house. The camera panned around, and we know that's not what happened. The camera right. did not move. So the fact that they figured out how to animate that camera movement, thinking in reverse right. and everything, I thought was very, very cool. Oh, uh, in 2D animation, they, they yeah. move the image, not the camera. The camera is always static. Mm -hmm. um, and I like in this, the, all the backgrounds and everything that, that they did, all all of the movement was done on plates so you have all the depth you have the foreground the midground the background and all the little grounds in between and those are all being moved individually between camera shots <laughs> it's not that funny <laughs> it is it is when you said the foreground the background all the little backgrounds um all i could think of is johnny dangerously with the priest on death row anti-meridian uncle meridian all the little meridians <laughs> Oh my god. Anyway, another one for our cue is Johnny Dangerous. Your testicles in you. That's a funny movie. I'm going back to school, Johnny. Oh shit. Ah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, the way they do animation, because when I was in school, I learned a little bit about that how the camera gets moved and, and mm -hmm. how the foregrounds and backgrounds are, are, are the plates are being moved. The camera's just taking the photograph. That's why I love that last scene with, uh, or one of the last scenes with the girl on the hawk or on the bird. Right. She's flying down the big canyon. And it just looks like that thing's going for miles and miles. And it's because they have all the plates and you got about eight or 10 feet you know, or, you know, where the camera's at shooting down through all these plates. I'm guessing they probably had at least six, plates that were all moving right so it was pretty cool that is, that is amazing though i mean just yeah. the you know anytime you watch anything animated and we've done a couple animated features or at least one we've done a miyazaki film yeah and just seeing um the the amount of work that goes into it is it's mm -hmm. insane it really is yeah. um yeah. And this is this is this is cool yeah. for anybody who's interested in movie animation, any type of animation. I do, I highly recommend mm -hmm. you watch this. This is this should be a must watch just yeah. to see. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of gratuitous animated 
boobs and sex in yeah. it, which is what we were talking about earlier when we weren't recording. Right. <laughs> right. But so just it's, it's funny. <laughs> just be aware of it. Yeah, you know, and it's like I said earlier, eleven year old Scott loved this movie. Loved it. Uh, right, right. I was like, love what? those two big movie moments. Movie, movie moments. <laughs> now I got different things from the movie. I'm looking at the artwork, the, right. the stuff. And um, one of the, the things that were glaring to me yeah. was the gratuitous nudity, the sex, the um right, the lack of connection of the stories. Yes, they all had this glowing ball. Right. And yes, it fun the last story actually tied in and does it well with uh the new mm -hmm. defender rising. Right. Very cool. Right. Very cool how yeah. that one did. But the others were just yeah. little um vignettes of right. this is where the the ball of evil went through history and it's like okay, it would have been neat to see it travel through and have a connection all the way from right. beginning to end. And it's right. since they did, since you said they did farm everything out and they weren't exactly sure how it was going to do and people weren't involved with each other's stories, there was right. no way they were going to tie this shit together. <laughs> Especially back then. You, you might be, you may have an easier time of it now, but even oh, now, you could. now with, with today's technology, I still think you'd yeah. have a hard time doing it. Yeah. Well, then yeah, you would have, somebody would have had to write the entire story. Right. I said, here, you're doing this chapter, you're doing this chapter, you're doing this right. chapter. And then it would right. have would have flown. But I don't think they mm -hmm. did that. I think they just had a pile of stories, which were cool in their own right. And then, uh, you know. Yeah, they, they actually pulled stories out of the heavy metal magazines. Very cool. The, base, the basic, you know, stories. And then they were like, okay, now how can we tie, get all these tied together? Um, which I like. The, the one thing that I did like is uh, they freely admit that this was... Like th this was all male male fantasy, you know. Oh, it's yeah, very they, obvious. You guys were all in their young twenties at the time, and they they well, know. Well, what do you want to draw? I want to draw naked women. With, you well, know, I mean, boobs. you mentioned what you, they did. They, you, you mentioned the male fantasy, and it's I don't yeah. know the name of the short, but the one that John Candy, where he's the big buff. Oh yeah, guy. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, yeah, it was all fantasy. It was like, yeah, oh yeah, this is your fantasy. fantasy. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my god. Yeah. And and that's that's what's funny is and the good thing the thing that I really admired and respected about these guys when you see all of them up there talking about it not one of them apologized for it. well they shouldn't they're like they're like well we may have done one guy said you know I may have done a little bit something a little bit different but not not so much the sexual stuff he may have changed the way it was uh, delivered but he was like my thinking my thing was more about the animation like if i could yeah. if i could get in there and tittle with the animation and you know mess around with that but he goes but that was 20 something year old me that was the younger version of me and, and a long goes, time ago that, yeah. that should stay that nobody should ever go back and try and touch that he no. goes that that that's when you start messing things up he goes that's what it is what it is and it's it's very good for the time it is and, you know, it is what I, it is. I enjoyed that. <laughs> I, I just liked not hearing everybody apologize for something they did 30 years ago. Well, no. And they, the, they're like, well, no, no, we we did a good job. <laughs> you know, and they did. They did. They did. Very they good did. Um, that was no different than a lot of, like I said, this movie is very 80s. So it's no different than a lot of the gratuitous stuff mm -hmm. that we we see in the 80s um, right. and the 70s and right. stuff. It is it is just it's just how it is. It's a piece of history. It's uh -huh. it's how it works. And it, 
No, they got nothing to apologize for. Yeah, I bet if given the, the opportunity no, to, to make it now, they would make if if it was brand I make a brand new movie like that. I bet we would see something different because mm-hmm. people change. People have different views that their animation right. style, I guarantee, has done nothing but get stronger. So they're oh yeah, know. I'm sure, I'm sure. Yeah, and the so rating the probably got, has gotten better because you've added thirty years to your rating belt. Oh, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's um, go ahead. It was neat. No, it, it, it's it's. <laughs> It is what it is. That's the best way to put it. Heavy metal. It is what it is. <laughs> the, the background art and everything was just beautiful in this. I, I thoroughly enjoyed everything about it. But like you said, um, 55-year-old me is not 15-year-old me. 15-year-old right. me loved, that, loved the movie probably because of all the cartoon boobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a chubby cat. I don't care oh, he's say. chonky. He's a chonky. But, he's uh, chonky, but- and 55-year-old me is looking at this going, yeah, you guys could have cut down on the breast. I mean, <laughs> one or two, one or two, you know, gratuitous moments, maybe. Uh, but you could have cut down. But then I also look at the stories individually and the artwork and the design work that mm-hmm. went into these. It's phenomenal. It's it's absolutely mind-bending and breathtaking, some of it. Um, and some of the things you think looked better as a kid that now I look at it as an adult and go, oh, that's not as good as I remember it. But then I look at the technology of the day and what they were doing with yeah. the background paintings. Because you, and some of them I looked at backgrounds and I was like, oh, that background's not that great. And then I'd see how they were moving the background with, with the camera right. and with the plates. And I was like, holy crap, that's that's the art. The, the the actual physical piece of art isn't the art. It's what they were doing with the backgrounds, with the plates and moving mm-hmm. and making it look like you're flying over something. And that 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 was really neat. Uh, that's what I enjoy. Well, the, and that's that's what's really cool. And it's it, and you're right. For the time, this was cutting mm-hmm. edge stuff. Um, we were seeing yeah. some really cool effects, um, a real a lot of cool techniques, and a lot mm-hmm. of just it's neat how they figured out how to make these things work and yeah. it's, it's yeah. really cool. And, and you look at today's animation versus this, it's like, Oh man, but that's no mm-hmm. different than watching anything as, as technology yeah. steps in. Um, I will say this, I still love a good hand drawn animation because you know how much work goes into that shit. Um, t- 2d, 2d animation. And then they they put some they put rotoscoping in mm-hmm. this animation, which is just like mocap of the day of its right. time. Uh, mocap, you have the little sensors, and the computer tells you where where your bone structure is, and you build mm-hmm. your character on top of that. Or you already have a character built, and you attach it to that skeletal right. structure. Um, this you have to actually take the character and draw on it and decide whether how big those breasts are going to be or how big that booty is going to be or how big those muscles are going to be or the guy's johnson is going to be hanging down um that, that's you know, that's all up to the artist at that point yeah um which, which is here's something and I, I think i said this earlier when we weren't recording <laughs> is yeah all the artists for uh, the the final scene, the, the the girl with the silver hair and the, yeah. the defender, they were all drawing character sheets and character and character and coming up with you know what she's going to look like and how she's going to look and what you know what they were looking for physically, and they finally came up with some like a couple of pictures. And Reitman went to a modeling agency and said, 
do you have this girl? Do you have, here's the girl, do you have her? And the one guy, whoever it was, was like, yeah, that's so-and-so. They had no, nobody had ever seen the woman that they were drawing. They never saw a picture of her. They didn't know what she looked like. They were just coming up with character ideas. Like, this is what we want. This is the character. This is who we want to see. And there was a person that existed that basically looked That's enough like this girl. And when you see the, the animation being put over her, her actual filming, because they filmed her and then they rotoscoped over top of her. So she was in a full body suit, which I thought was great. I was like, oh, my God, this poor girl probably had to walk around naked half the day. And then when you see the film footage of her, you're like, oh, no, she wasn't naked. That's great. They let her, you know, stay warm with hot lights. On her. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Good good for them. Good going, Ivan. Um, but, but then you see the animation, the finished animation or the pencil tests and her moving around. And then they put them together and it just fits so nicely. That's really They cool. made her uh, a little bit more athletic. I think she was the most real looking character. Mm-hmm. Uh I would agree. And I, I, I do know. I've, you've seen women with large breasts and booties and the whole nine yards. But this was the most physically true to, to you know, if she walked the, out on, on, on stage, you, she, would, she would just look the same, you know. Yeah. Um, very athletic. The big bird was kind of cool. Uh, yeah. I thought that was neat. The, the eagle bird lizard thing that she's <laughs> flying around on. But they show her putting on the leather gloves and they show her putting on the, the bustier, you know, leather bra thing. And it was funny because Reitman was just like, nobody's ever had a woman get dressed sexy. You know, undressed maybe, but not dressed. So try and do it, do what you can do, you know, try and make it look well, that's interesting. That's cool. And that's what that, that, that was okay. all, I guess, her just doing the stuff and, you know, putting on the gloves and. You know, they just filmed it and were like, okay, we'll, we'll go this angle, we'll go this angle, we'll, you know, we'll do an upshot, downshot. And they were animating that and letting her just do whatever she was doing. And, okay, here's the sword. Now do something with the sword, <laughs> you know? So all the movements are her, like with the sword and chopping people's right. heads off and stuff. And I, I just think it turned out really, really well. I, I, I think they did a good job on her character. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but I, I like to watch background stories. I like that they didn't apologize anything. And as I said earlier, if if you're somebody who gets really butthurt over a 40-year-old movie that has cartoon boobs in it, don't don't see this movie. Um if you are an animation fan, yeah, it's worth seeing. Yeah, I absolutely. I, I definitely. Think, and if especially if you're a historical animation fan, I think you'd really enjoy the movie. Um, just be prepared for a lot of cartoon boobs, especially in the very beginning. It's very, it's very top heavy. Yeah. With cartoon boobs. <laughs> it is. It is. See what I did there? See what I did there, Scott? Yeah. Yeah. That I caught funny. it. Uh... <laughs> yeah. An old man telling a joke. You could laugh every once in a while. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Enough with the dad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will agree with that. It's uh, if you're a student of animation, if you love animation, if you love movies, mm-hmm. um, this is definitely a watch. Uh, something, yeah. something to watch. I'm not a huge fan of the movie, um, but I did yeah. like parts of it that I really enjoyed. It's like, okay, this right. is cool. There's some good t- takeaways from it. Um, what I do enjoy is watching the animation and seeing seeing yeah. all of that. Um, 
so that that saves it for me. Some of the stories I thought were fairly weak and just didn't mm. didn't go anywhere. Um, but while it was for, still entertaining, so for cartoon fans uh, or for yeah comic book fans who know uh, the French artist Mobius, the first I think it's the first story with the, the taxi driver. Yeah, uh, it's very has very Mobius um, feel to it. A very yes. very very French uh, uh, cartoon uh, take. It's got a lot of, it's got a lot of movement, a lot of movement, a lot of grit. It's dirty. It's, yeah, it's, it all works. It all works. So Mopius was so good. Such a good I really, really enjoyed how all that came together Mm -hmm. on that one. That was just so easy to watch. It's like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah, it was nicely done. Uh, They're, they're not all boobied. They're not all full of boobies. Damn but near. Most of but them not are. all. Most of them are. <laughs> they mostly are boobies. <laughs> yeah. Unapologetic boobies. <laughs> yeah. But it's a good. It's a good movie. I enjoy it. Uh, I'll. I'll watch it again. Um, and yeah, like and if you can get it, if you can buy the DVD or the Blu-ray, get the one with some of the specials. Background yeah, I'm gonna go um, watch there. those and, yeah. and see. They talked to Kevin Eastman a little bit. You know about watching it as a kid and you know growing up and it's interesting. Very it's cool. Yeah. Very cool. I enjoy um, it. All right. So you give it a hell yeah. I give it a watch. Give it I a, give it a watch. I give it a watch. Um, it's not the greatest animated yeah. movie, but like we said earlier, it it opened up. This one movie opened yes. up all the other animated movies that came after it. It opened up the uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It opened up the Cool World. It opened mm-hmm. up. Uh, Lord of the Rings. I think this came out before Lord of, Lord of the Rings. You might be right. So that's probably what ins- helped inspire that uh, uh, American Pop. There was. Yeah, uh, I forgot about that one. There's another rock, rock and roll yes. one. Amer- American rock and roll or something like that. Something. I don't know. There was another one that was yeah. rock and roll oriented. That was just another another animated movie like this, and they're all very. They all have their good points, and they all have their uh, not so good points, but. Th- at the time, cartoons were for little kids, and mm-hmm. nobody thought cartoons were for adults. Except Japan the Japanese. always had, like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they always had adult-oriented films, you know, mm-hmm. that were, you know, not meant strictly for little kids. A little kid could go see it. Yeah, they had. So it tentacles. wasn't like adult, adult. It wasn't like triple X adult. It was just, you know, adult themes, mature themes. They do have those <laughs> other with, ones, with, which with, are just with tentacles. With tentacles, what is with the Japanese and tentacles? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I don't. Know. That's another subject that I don't ever want to really get into. <laughs> no, no. They have a Cthulhu fetish. Yeah, Cthulhu's in Japan. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> There's your story. There's your movie. Hey, I like uh, fish people. <laughs> but uh, yeah, all in all, I like the movie. I like the story. Uh, I like it even more after watching the special stuff, the behind-the-scenes stuff, um, and the fact that these men now that are probably they're probably older than me by ten years. Oh this yeah. DVD that I got was probably the interviews were recorded probably 15, 20 years ago. They weren't apologetic then. I've never heard any of now. these guys ever come out and apologize for doing the movie, and they shouldn't. It was no. it was a, a movie of its day. It's well done, and it's good. Yeah, that's me. There you go. That's what I think. There you go. 
There you go. And my take is take it or leave it. If you're a history, if you want to see a uh, history of animation or you want to see some good animation, uh, killer fucking soundtrack. I cannot say enough yeah. good things about this soundtrack. Soundtrack. Um, Sammy Hagar, Devo. Oh my God. So uh, many bands. Bonnie James Dio singing for Black Sabbath. Yeah. Yeah. That See, that's perfect to throw the mob rules in at that point that they did. So everything oh, just, right? just works. Um, everything just works. I mean, Journey, um it's it's really cool um yeah, yeah it, it is a, a neat job. it is a neat piece of cinema history whether you like it or not um right. i can ex- i right. can accept this movie for what it is and what it did um uh, right and i i appreciate that um so next week we are going to roll into the hobbit um and mm-hmm. i hope i'm still recording can i hardly wait Okay, so you can hear me. Cool. You're still recording. I see the All right. Dot. You're, you're just froze. <laughs> oh, my internet is oh, shit. I? I am so sorry. Because I'm moving on my screen. <laughs> yeah, you're not moving on mine, but now you are. What? Okay, but yeah, we're going to be rolling into The oh, Hobbit. Right. So the, a classic. A classic. On but, this uh, one, do you want to put a little spoiler up saying, hey, internet problems, it may freeze, but stick with it? Yeah, it's probably not a bad idea. While I still have internet, I wanted to, to bring up something I've started watching, and I'm, I'm finally. Well, I was going to ask you if you wanted to talk about that. Okay. Yeah, I I do real quickly. Uh, while we still have some internet, I started watching Superman and Lois. Okay, the new one. The new one, amazing, okay. absolutely is amazing. It? I fucking love Good. this show and cannot recommend it enough. It is a superhero show that does not focus on the superheroes. Um, kind of like is, Lois and Clark. Kind of, um, but this is this is Clark and Lois moving to Smallville, um, basically to be more in touch with family, and to uh-huh. st- and because they they have twin boys and one of them is developing powers, and he's having to teach him. So, oh, okay. Is, I had no idea. I don't so... know anything about the show, so. So good. I love the actor. I've always loved this actor for Superman ever since I saw him pop up on Supergirl. Um, right. He he plays, he reminds me very much of Christopher Reeve. Um, oh, nice. When he does Clark Kent. Um, he is, right, he is right. he's a great casting. Everybody's really good. The acting's good. The stories are good. I just got sucked into it. And it's, it is really good. And I will just say right. General Zod even shows up. So. No shit. No shit. So, Very cool. I'm looking forward to it. Now, now I might watch that. Now it's I worth a watch. It is on the CW app if you don't want to pay for it. Right. Um, it is available there with commercials. So <laughs> I don't <laughs> watch the first episode. I watched the first episode. I turned around and bought the season. It's like that's it. I'm in. Really? I'm, I'm all in. Wow. I don't because I don't. Okay. I can't handle commercials. <laughs> so, yeah. Commercials. So, so I bought the season. It's um, 15 episodes, and they just showed episode 13. I think last night. So um it's it's definitely worth a watch definitely worth Very a watch. Cool. one of the best superhero not, shows i've seen in a long time i will so. try to get my hands onto that one because that sounds yeah. good i, I think you will anything, like it anything when they do superman well i will watch it like the animated yeah. series i used to love watching the yeah. animated series because they got they nailed it those guys nailed it the batman series they nailed that character yeah. that's what i want to see when i go see a batman movie i don't want to see sparkly batman I don't want to see, you know, 
murderous Superman. You know, I want to see what you know what these guys did. They did a good yeah. job, and this sounds like they did a good job for him it's, too. So that's cool. it's amazing. Hopefully, I, they won't step in and ruin it like they did Supergirl. I don't think so. It doesn't have the suit. It doesn't have the, no, <laughs> no. It, 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 that's a valid point. That was one of my concerns because I will say this: I absolutely I loved Supergirl at first, and then yep. they became very heavy-handed with their message and did not yep. depart from what was going on in the world today. And I understand pulling from the things to, to mm -hmm. get your story, but they could have been much more creative in in getting it out. Instead, they, they, wanted, they weren't even trying. No, they weren't. They just wanted to blast a message. Um, and I don't like being preached to, and I don't like being, I like to make my own decisions. And that's what my problem with Supergirl. Right. I stopped watching. I love the character. I loved what they started doing right. with it. And it just went to hell. This has not shown any signs of that. So yeah, yeah initially, initially I loved Supergirl. I was watching, I was like, wow, yeah. they got this girl who looks like Supergirl. Oh, cool. She's in a little skirt. Oh, cool. She's Supergirl. She's be, she's like little Miss Goody too. She was Supergirl yeah. trying to be and I, I was enjoying it. And then, like you said, they just started getting preachy. And if they don't, yeah. I'm, and I'm I still like her preachy. as as I'm an actor. Really. She, she she plays that role yeah. really well. But just mm -hmm. the writing of it, it became yeah. obvious that there was an agenda. Yeah. And, and you know what? You don't need to do that to your actors either. No. I don't know what that girl's politics were. I, I, I It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I personally refuse to, to, to read anything if, if they were trying to bring in bring into it. But my my kind of my side point would be, don't do that to your actors. If you're a writer or a producer, don't fucking do that to your actors. Even if they yeah. agree with you 100%, there's going to be 50% of the country that doesn't. Yeah, Don't do that. Let, let them have their career. Let them go out there and just do a good movie, a good, do a good television show. And, and then you're going to have watchers like me who may actually agree with your message. Absolutely. Right be on the same side as you, but don't want to be fucking preached to mm -hmm. want to just, I want to watch TV to unplug and to enjoy right. the show and not see so blatant mm -hmm. current messages. And it's like, come on. Um, yeah. Superman right. and Lois. No, I get it. I get it. Does not feel like Supergirl. So. Right. Worth a watch. So far. That's good. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm now I'm, I'm looking forward it. to it because I want to see it. I had a bunch of people telling me, it. you got to watch it. You got to watch it. It's great. And it's like, yeah, but I'm, I, I, I worry about the DC hey, cool. shows after Supergirl. So. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I, lost. I think everybody. Does. <laughs> yeah. I think everybody. Well, look what they did. This Berkeley Batman. Did you yeah. lose me? Um, no, yeah. we're here. We're here. <laughs> we're here. This yeah. is like the most fucked up episode ever. Um, so. Yeah, we're, we are breaking up a lot. We're breaking yeah, up. so we we're will wrap this up. up. She gonna take a I'm giving her all she's got. Uh, <laughs> next week, Hobbit, join us. Hopefully, we have a better internet connection. MediaCom, get on it. The Hobbit. Not the Hobbit. The Hobbit. The Hobbit. Yeah. The Hobbit. We'll be there. Hold be on. there. Yes. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Look at that. Very nice. It's a very good book. The cartoon, I haven't seen the cartoon in years. I've I never read the book. The um, I'll catch some more hate. I am not a fan of um, Tolkien. Yeah. You're disconnecting. <laughs> <laughs>
here's the deal. And I'll talk, I'll talk more about it. I have not read the Hobbit, but I did uh-huh. read the whole Lord of the Rings. Um, right. Thing. Uh, I, I've made myself really? go through it. I found it to be very uh, tedious and very wordy and just way, way too much description. That's my only problem. I love right. the, I love the lore that's created the mythos, all of that. Right. The story itself is excellent, but right. it was hard. To, it was hard to read. It was not an yeah. easy read. I can see that. No, I can see yeah. that. Especially the, like, like, yeah, I can def- definitely see that. I, I read it because I enjoyed some of the descriptions that would just go on and on and on. I mean, when I, when I read it, it didn't bother me. Um, oddly enough, because usually I put a book down and go, this sucks. This guy has yeah. got no talent. But what he was building in the story for me was is what is the Yeah, and, and that, that's what I could, and, I could see the big picture where it was coming. So I made it through. And yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like a giant fucking book. So <laughs> yeah, you, you put all three of those books together, man. It's yeah. forget about yeah. it. It's a, it's a hell of a read. So it's big, we're, it's we're, we're still sputtering. So the Hobbit, very quick, the Hobbit, very quick, very thin, worth a shot. Very quick. And I'll see you next week, brother. Awesome. Hopefully we have better connection. Uh, I hope so. Later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to stop. <laughs>